0: Are you ready to get fit as fork? Want to lose weight and get fitter without counting calories, points, sins, or any of that s***? By concentrating on when you eat, you'll be amazed at the results. Get as Fork from £20 per month. Get started via the Fitters Fork Facebook page. Let's forking go.
1: Sit back and relax. What an absolute amazing interview i did for for the show so i'm not going to say much more about it because there's so much to cover but this is jason and martin creating an amazing sound together you need to go and check them out because what they do is just absolutely magical wonderful so part of the dougie stone podcast series on uh, interviews with artists and topical stuff that's going on or whatever around there but I'm really really excited I've been excited for this for the last few days running up to this interview so guys would you like to introduce yourself to everyone
0: hi everyone I'm I'm Martin Byrne aka the big boss and half of Eyewitness
1: excellent
2: excellent yeah I I'm Jason Smith um the other half of Eyewitness spoken word points great to meet you
1: wonderful wonderful and thanks both of you for giving your time up and coming on I know you've both been busy even though this the current situation and I was really intrigued and in that um when I talked to Martin last week because I wanted to do more interviews with artists that's what the station's about anyway and when he gave me the background I thought wow that's a really compelling and interesting story then I got to listen to the music and I was like wow so I think it'd be great because I know that, but every, and you know the story, but no one else that's listening knows the story, so I don't know which one of you wants to start on that, but I think I think martin, if you'd say what 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 sort of happened what we discussed last week'd it be great yeah yeah, yeah, sure,
0: sure because uh, and actually um the what's interesting about it is I'm sure there's two there's, there's two sides to the story as mm. well it's what happened for me and what happened for jason um so yeah i was um I went along to this gig uh pub local to me in macclesfield called the swan with two necks and they had this gig on called let's get chip faced too and it was all (laughs) it was yeah and i i thought well that sounds interesting but i knew one of the guy i knew the guy that was compare actually and um it was all guys that have hacked like old sony playstations or even even further back like nintendos and all they're basically geeks that had hacked in and turned them into musical instruments and were making this kind of chip tune music which is it's kind of like dance music but it's really kind of gritty eight-bit dance music um and so i went along uh, and in fact i've just seen on my screen now let's get chip faced level four has been advertised oh. um i went i went along and um the compare came out and he said um oh before the band start we're, we're going to have some poets and i have to be completely honest about this in, in, in my ignorance I kind of went oh great you know, <laughs> I, I came here to see bands and that that, that was my, my, my ignorance and a couple of people came out um, and it was like yeah it was quite you know it was entertaining and then Jason came out and um, there was just something really different about him straight away he had a real presence about him um, his 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 accent. I'm so I'm from New Zealand, so you know, you get a slight variation from, from the top of the north to the bottom of the south. Yeah. It gets a little bit broader and that's it. So one of the things I loved about England was, you know, you travel five miles and the accent changed. And Jason's got this thick Wolverhampton accent. He's obviously a black guy. He's doing poems about being in prison. Uh the words were 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 were, were um very honest and very very heavy and but not only that he had a real kind of cadence to his delivery uh and a, and a tempo and i i was just kind of taken aback i was i was standing there going wow who's, mm. who's this guy?" you know um so after he performed i just went over and had a chat and I, I i think i said something along the lines of that that was great mate can i buy you a pint what's your story and I, that, that was pretty much yeah. it and Jay told me a little bit about his story and I, I just asked I just said have you ever thought of doing it to music um, and, it, and he said yeah he'd, he'd like to um, so I, I just said right well look why don't we just do one song worst case scenario you don't like it I'm the big boy I won't get upset no worries and that that was the starting point so that was what happened on my side
1: now that's okay. interesting Hey, you're not only the big boy you're the big boss the big boss.
0: yes. <laughs> I say the big boy. I'm not the big boy.
1: You did, yeah. I'm a big boy, and I can take it if we walk away. No, that, that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. And, and that, and that is, and that is brilliant. And I, and I, and I get that because some accents lend themselves to that sort of um, talking, don't they? You know, some accents don't. But I think when you get a very broad accent, whichever accent it is from whether it be a Glaswegian accent or, you know, Welsh or there's something about that accent when it's really you know, it, it and I get what you're saying because when I've listened to the track and we're going to play one of the tracks in a bit you can definitely I I get what you mean about his voice and about the deepness of it and the Wolverhampton axis and it just works doesn't it it does bloody work so what's your side of the story and by the sound there is I'm not sure if you want to talk about your background and, and some of the reasons I'd like to understand I'm sure other people like to understand how you ended up at that point doing poetry on the stage you're over to okay. you over to you man so,
2: um how far do i go back um i'll give you right well, a brief history about that meeting yeah i could go far when i created poetry started creating poetry i could don't start there yeah not yeah. brilliant you if mean, you can
1: give us a flip side to martin's view of what happened because okay. two sides to the coin are yeah. not they? which is great
2: okay so um I was working two jobs at the time, and uh, my relief was I do poetry on the streets to people and at events. You know, it was kind of an outlet and it was a growth. I, I liked doing that. And around in Stoke on Trent, there is a group called the Roman Poets, and I'm one of those members. So, we're at events or on the street, we roam and we share poetry. And just so happens, um, a friend in Macclesfield. He was starting the Roman poetry business in Macclesfield, so on that day I went out there myself, up there myself, and decided to give him a hand. So I took a lead, um, so we like, for instance, went into one pub, and I already know um people are drinking, they don't really want to listen. So I, I <laughs> um, get the idea of the place, and I seen it one one such a place, I seen a guitar in the corner to one of the poets, can you play the guitar? Yeah. So he went and got the guitar, stood in, in the middle of the place in, in the, on the floor and started strumming the guitar. That got everybody silent. Right. And then I walked in and I just gave him a poem and then that would be the icebreaker and people would start listening because it is challenging when you're speaking poetry in a pub and it's kind of mm. a skill as well. Mm. But, so that's how I ended up in Macclesfield, was going around different pubs um, pre-arranged, pre-arranged to share poetry. When I went into, the, it's a club, isn't it? I think I believe it's a club and not a pub where Martin was at. Um, it's, a, I, it's a music venue, yeah. Yeah. So straight away, what I saw was a stage and they probably set up a mic, and that I loved that straight away. I thought, wow. And uh, so I, I believe I took the lead on on that one as well. Um, I thought, well, okay, uh, forge ahead, give all the other poets confidence, because uh, that's part of my story, confidence, gaining confidence to be able to do that. And I remember sharing, um, how can I explain the poem? And I like that poem because it's written from the heart, it's expression, and it's powerful, and it's actually giving information, it's showing people something and it's drawing on the empathy of the person that's listening and that's what that is about and at the time I had initially I started writing poetry for on a page Um I read, I read a novel at some point um, a plays and I started writing initially on a page in 2015 I started speaking poetry spoken word and Few years later, I wanted to adapt poetry to music, but at the same time, it was very difficult to adapt my poetry to music because, in doing so, I would actually lose the words and the poetry. It was it's all about the words what I'm trying to express. So that was um, a, a battle that I was trying to um, win, and in, in order to 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 grow, to put words to music without sacrificing the words and so that meeting with Martin was an amazing thing because at the time I wanted to use music but I didn't know how Yeah, Martin he says um, send me some lyrics and we'll see what we can do and he uh, Like a magician,
1: you don't (laughs) it? Well, there's a skill in both sets, isn't there? There's a skill in... And I I fully understand what you're saying about losing the impact of you doing the poetry. I love poetry. I absolutely adore poetry. And I think that's why I I gravitate towards two genres, one being reggae and one being country music, because both of those genres... And I do like a bit of hip-hop as well. Both of those genres... Have a lot of storylines, don't they? Rather than pop music, they have a lot of storylines. You know, whatever it is, a lot of it's about. You know, if you look at reggae and hip hop, a lot of it's about oppression and you know, growing and getting out of stuff. And the country is normally about something else that's gone on isn't it. So I do, I adore poetry, but I get what you mean. You can lose, you can lose that. And there's a skill in what you do in the uh, lyrical side, and there's also a skill in Martin taking that music and sorry that taking music yeah. and putting it towards so you's not lost i think it's fantastic like, you, I, I, you know what
0: a really interesting aspect of that kirk is is that um i i thought from the beginning there's two ways of doing this right either i get jason to adjust his delivery to make it fit in with a piece of music yeah. or I make the music fit in with the delivery. And the first poem he sent me, he actually sent me a voice recording. I think it might have only been on his phone as well, but it was, it was, how can I explain? And so I grabbed the, the audio file of that. I chucked it up on Logic yeah, and put it on a timeline. And then I just listened to it and just tapped out and worked out the tempo. Um, and I didn't have to change one single word in in that poem, once I worked out what the tempo was and I started putting beats and, and things behind it, it, it never went out of time from start to finish. And I've never known anyone that can get, have such a natural cadence that they the tempo just stays all the way through. So <laughs> straight away that that question of whether I was going have to have to get Jason to adapt or not, went went out the window because um actually it's it's the music that fits the poems and that's right as well because it means that none of the intonation and the expression and 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 the cadence that Jay's got is lost because we're adapting it to music. So I very much work from the point of making the music fit the poem, fit the tempo, try and try and fit the emotion of it as well. Um, yeah, yeah, it was fascinating to to chuck it up there for the first time and just see that actually over over four minutes it just stayed in time perfectly. Incredible!
1: That's wonderful. That's wonderful. That, that is really cool. That's really it. Really is good. And I'll probably change the playlist now. Having said that, because you you both talked about that t- particular track, so actually should that probably should be one that we actually play. Play on this on the show, yeah,
0: yeah, it was the first one as well. And, um, you know, w- when we went and did, we actually met up once we decided, you know, look, let, let's let's do some more of this. We met at a uh studio called Prism in Stoke, which is run by a guy called Sean Lowe, who, who's, who's a kind of producer of note because we wanted to record some, um, you know, some more vocals of a quality where we could use them, and we tried doing it to the music. and. It didn't really work, you know. We had to go, no, no, scrap that idea. I just said, no, no, right, you just do your poems. Cool. Because actually trying to get Jason to come out of what he naturally did wasn't the right move.
1: Cool. What I'd like to do now is play that track and then I'd like to delve a bit deeper into the background of how you end up with it because we didn't cover that. We just covered that first bit. So... Not, I don't even think I've listened to this track. I've listened to the three that you sent me from the EP. So this is the first time I'm going to hear it and the first time a lot of people out there are going to hear it. And having listened to you talking, I want to, I want to hear that track. So um, here we go. How can I explain? Let's see what this is How like. How can I explain?
3: How can I explain the pain of a prison gate gaping more, opening and closing with a soul-shaking finality? A finality echoing screams off walls Along dark corridors of foreseeable futures Where life-giving umbilical cords are cut Within cold solitary cells of confinement With an empty vacuum sucking life from bones How can I explain? How can I express being birthed into numbers I can never forget? Where every day I regret having to recollect Deceptively disguising a weakness Or fearing a broken rule to become sleepless to angry when things spiral well to control how a control in the place of mental scars Bars, fences, walls, all Whispering wisdoms if only I bow down If only I bow down to become part of a dark heart Didactically expressing Symphonies are constantly writing bells Mental tolls pounding feet and blows Death floors headlocks, four walls in socks Deafening steel doors locking clicks. Despairing silence my life clock ticks The angry silence between pental breaths and the silence after the mournful swan songs Are sanguine breaths. how can I explain? How can I express pretending happiness on contactless visits And becoming cold and cautious With heart's desires crushed on the footlight cigarette What's more than once? All the dying inside as I reside in a limbo Or suddenly reaching and screaming for close ones Who are finally giving up on a family ghost Until ghosted how can I explain the pain of having infected gums and emergency bells repeatedly pressed and no one comes? Or the sound of officers, even another brother down to be bound in body bags when just yesterday they bounced around, not so happy-go-lucky? How can I express being labelled faceless by leaders quoting? The thought of prisoners voting makes me physically sick click. So that means that the bill of my time will continue to chime along society's perceptions of my lifeline IPP indefinitely But it's my life It's my love But one chance to live, it's my gift from God And what about my family who need me? How can I explain Hopes and dreams being snatched away in a place you cannot cry You cannot dream and you cannot say I love you You're beautiful You're wonderful Without an implacable darkness Descending to smother Where I have to discover Holes in which to squeeze Just to breathe Or draw imaginary poles To pull vault over towering walls And leave Just to land in my sacred place On the shady trees How can I explain? I cannot
1: Well, I'll uh, let me just unmute you. That ah, that that that's the and that is amazing because I've never heard it before. And that is, let me just unmute Jason. Oh, unmute. Yeah, there we go. Right, that was absolutely knockout. the The lyrics were uh, brilliant. Sound was. I can understand why you wanted to cover that. And. I like the progression of the music as well. There's some bits in there that, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then something else comes in. It's like, wow. So it's like, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well done, guys. That's a spot on.
2: That that poem originally, um, so that poem was performed in 2015 at the National Theatre. I was asked to create a poem. The concept was home and how charities could um, get more involved in the justice system so i was working I'm a trustee of a charity called safe ground and wasn't at the time that's another story um and they asked me to prepare some spoken word with the concept of home and it was my first 2015 it was my first big event for a national theater and I, I wanted to really express what prison was like um and i think that poem done it well and i really i got some Good feedback from the National Theatre, which is an experience
1: in itself. That's wonderful. That is absolutely honestly, I really, I'm not just saying it. Uh, that is that is really great. I, I just love it. That's brilliant. Oh, now after this, I'm going to be listening to it again because I think that was wonderful. I want to really absorb what you've said because obviously you don't capture everything, don't you? And you miss miss bits. Wonderful. So you talked so that it sounds like. And Martin had a bit of a chat. You've had you've obviously had a bit of a background, which has ended up creating the person you are now and the and the sound that you've created and the poetry that you've discovered. So if you want if you can discuss any of that or you want to discuss I'd love I'd love to understand a bit more. Um if you're you're happy with that. let's entirely up to you. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it, I believe it was it was two thousand and two and had a let's call it an epiphany epiphany that showed me something more than what I'd experienced in life that there was something more, um, because my upbringing was pretty cold and um, problematic. Um, but, when I did have this epiphany, it was so amazing, I wanted to share it, and I, but, but also I stopped going to school when I was young early, because of dyslexia and not feeling right there. Yeah. So, um, I decided to enroll on education, in prison um, and I wanted to write about this experience and um, at that time there's also Costler um, Arts they won annual awards in the prison system yeah and I the teacher asked me to enter a parliament competition and at the time I thought well people like me don't win anything but I entered into the competition and uh, I got an award and I got a post order under my cell door, which is a bonus because I never had no money. So I half believed that I was lucky to actually win an award. But I still continued anyway. And next year I got another award. So what i done, I thought, okay, I'm on something here. I got the writers' yearbook from the library, and I started writing, I started writing plays, um, scripts working screenplays, stories, poetry. I just started I used the postal system, the warm-out system to send off lots of places. Mm. Sometimes that uh, like, like Synergy Theatre. And one of the places that I used to send off things off to is the the charity that I'm now a trustee of. Um Brilliant. so year on top of year I started writing on how I would um I'd get got better at it. And um as a uh, a side note the first award that I got um, from the Castle of Arts um two years ago now, I judged there, I judged the same category. I went down to London and I sat in offices judging the same category that I'd done so many years before. But anyway, so I progressed on with my writing and so I first I was writing for the page and I got a bit better at it. I'd write for other prisoners, um, be that uh, memorials or poems to their loved ones and um, and that there helped me go okay help with my empathy as well to get a snapshot of other people's minds uh, where they're at. So first of all poetry was cathartic to me and it was cathartic to others. but then at one point I discovered actually me I believe it carried my own confidence me speaking the words to a person could contain potentially more power. So I started to do that. I started to memorize what I was saying, put inflection, put an inflection, intonation in there, and to actually really express words that people don't speak. And when I done that in prison, it was like introducing a new narrative into people's lives in the darkness, Mm. which to me was empowering because believe it or not, a lot of people are put down both inside and outside prison. Some people don't lift people up or put people down. So I changed the narrative. I started picking people up and sharing. So in 2015, I moved to Stoke-on-Trent and a uh, new start. And I, I kind of flow, I flourished. I started speaking poetry. And like in 2015, I formed at the National Theatre. Since then, I've formed at Roundhouse in London, the Old Vic, Bet Three Six Five Stadium, um, carnivals, events, won well, lots of poetry slams. I I published one book already, Beyond the Words, that's on Amazon. And uh, I, I met Martin. I've achieved a lot. I've also, apart from doing all of that, I also work as well. I mean, I started working for a charity with young people, where I was speaking in schools and colleges yeah. on topics like overcoming fear and um, building confidence which was a, a journey for me as well because that built my confidence and I was working for the probation services as well at one point um, as a community support worker helping people with multiple needs and now I'm a development coach for young people in um, that I don't care and um, so that's part of my journey because it is pretty amazing mm. um, I mean I've spoken to um, the London Literature Festival, won lots of poetry slams. I mean, this to me is like amazing. Life is an amazing journey. Yeah, it is. And also, uh,
1: this is amazing. Hey, do, you, do you know? And that is fair play to you and credits you And uh, you deserve all the success you get from now. On. You've already had success, but whatever success you get from now, you deserve it one hundred percent. What I really like about that story is a couple of th- is a few things really. Um, I'm dyslexic myself. Yeah. And I I, I, dis, I didn't discover I was dyslexic until I was 44 I was in a senior role in a global organisation, and it was the first time I had to use a lot of report writing. Before that, I used to just motivate teams, develop teams and get the best out of teams I could get. And I was really – blow me on trumpet. I was bloody good at it, yeah? Give me any team, and I motivate them to be the best they can be. So I like that because – and I went to university when I was – when I discovered I went to university at 44 and dis, and – I did a master's degree and my my dissertation was are dyslexics predisposed entrepreneurs. So I did a lot of research into dyslexia and you've come up with a real valid point you 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 dropped out of the system because the system is not designed for the small percentage it's designed for the whole it's designed for the the multi, you know the masses it's not designed for the 10 20% who are dyslexic. There's that in the prison population you'll find a very high percentage of dyslexics. Not because dyslexics are bad people; it's because they don't fit in. So, if you keep telling someone forever and a day you thick, you're stupid and you'll amount to nothing, the chances are you'll amount to nothing because the other thing that you'll do is we all want to—we all want the nice things in life, don't we? We all want to have, uh, earn stuff and, and have a car or a holiday or clothes or whatever those things are. And what ten- and I'm not sorry saying you because I don't know your story um, or your reason why you was in prison, but what tends to happen is. the the dyslexics are very creative they solve problems and as a result if they're not fit into the system do you know what i need money i want money i'll go and earn it somewhere else and and they can fall into into criminal activities and that's why there's a lot because you struggle to get a job if you've got to fill an application form in and you can't spell properly or whatever the chances are you won't get the job or you'll get jobs that you don't want to do because the low pay etc 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 and you'll struggle so that's part of the thing that I research so for you then to go into drop out school then go into prison teach yourself to and use and this is what I really like you're dyslexic and you use words and it's funny because I really love words I love words even though I struggle with words does that make sense if I, I love I love text I, not text I love I love different fonts and I love to see words and I don't know there's yeah. just something that draws you even though I don't particularly like read I hate reading hate reading um but fair I like
2: numbers. Numbers, Num- if you give me numbers, um, I tend to run uh, the other direction. Oh, words, n- a little
1: bit. Numbers, mate, I'm all over numbers. I can see things in numbers, and that's why I think I'm good at what I do as well. I can I can translate numbers into into yeah. something, into information. But all credit to you for doing what you're doing. And the other thing that you're doing, I, I now speak in school, as well for a charity even though i didn't like school and even the last girl i went to i said this is bizarre because i'm actually in a school and i hated school towards the end of my school life i hated school what am i doing in school but what i want to do and it's not what you're doing you're trying to take a positive and, and um, encourage people to take what they've got and push it or push it into a, a direction a positive direction that rather than a negative direction it's more difficult to yeah. push it into a positive direction and we should build people up, not push them down. We should encourage them to become yeah. the best, the best person of them they can become. Which
2: okay. I mean, I mean, like yourself, I didn't discover um, that I was dyslexic till later in life. And the tests that I'd done, uh, I nearly got missed because what I'd done, I'd um, put. So when you get things back to front automatically, I'd start, I'd stop and check myself mm. to correct. Yes. Um. My dyslexia. So when the test came. Almost didn't pick it up because I was I put things in place. Yeah, and that's and that's um, I think a good thing about being a divergent thinker is it is um, the, the fact that we're dyslexic we see things differently yeah. sometimes. And I believe young people in schools. I mean, I'm, I'm working with young young person and many dyslexia, and but so he he wants to be a bricklayer. Um, he's still going the math. So it's like shifting things around. To the person to let them identify themselves how they can because everybody's learning style is different everybody learns differently yeah. you know and so people take, might take longer um, but I didn't that like everybody's were um learned, um learned t- that time and effort and myself um i mean i didn't go to school i struggled um and to be fair like because of i believe because of my dyslexia I was always adapting to yeah. circumstances, I was always adapting to my circumstances. Things didn't really change until I uh, stopped, took time, I stopped adapting to what's out there, and I paid attention to what's in here, which was very difficult at the time, because when you peel back the layers and take off the mask that of the environment and Start going, let's call it inner child. We start going, the inner self. Yeah. Then that's the emancipation. I mean, that's your true self. And it's, it was, well, i done that in prison. It was a dark place. So to do that was very hard because part of me wanted to put on my um, armor of environment. Yeah. Rather than just let myself be, you know, vulnerable, the open person. Yeah. And, but I did that. And in that, that was, my my growth and my emancipation and give me sight seeing beyond the box that i was in um that's what um partly how it gone
0: you know one of the um one of the interesting aspects about um me and jay's relationship is we've probably only met five times maybe seven times right. maybe in, in person um and we don't we have, we don't really talk about anything other than the music because we have such a short amount of time together that whenever we are talking it's like uh um what's you know uh what we're going to do with this track what do you think of that Uh, um and so we've never really uh even really had a conversation like this because i I don't one i don't feel i need to because i feel like jason's story is in his poems so i feel like i know him
1: yeah 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 yeah.
0: because of that anyway but um one of the things i always wanted to ask uh you jay is is um you know when you were coming out with you talk about your armor right and your environment and obviously in 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 prison you've got to have heavy armor because it's a heavy environment um and how what, how do people perceive when you started coming out with poetry and prison because that that I, I would imagine some people would would use that as as a form of, of of weakness, you know, because it's it's art, it's 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 actually expressing yourself. You know, what was the perception when you first started doing that in prison? Did you did you
2: get a lot of resistance to it? So the poetry um, people acceptance of poets in prison because they utilized people always want to write to their family and their loved ones. Um and it really there's, there's, there are there are many great rappers um musicians artists in prison it wasn't towards that issue i mean for me it was like being that vulnerable um whereas in the past people walk a certain way look a certain way and people some people knew me from before from off front. and when i saw um the vulnerable me, some people did try to uh, provoke me, but I wasn't provoked. Um, and sometimes no, I wasn't provoked at all. Um, even though it was, it was frustrating and hard. But at the same time, I knew that if I buried myself again, well, it's kind of like a death, you know, once you, you see, once you see how can you be blind again you know well, <laughs> you don't want to be blind again you know so um the armor uh you know it's, it's, easy, it's easy to put it's like it's easy to put a mask on it's easy to put a mask on and take it off mm-hmm. you know and me personally i'd rather not have a wall in front of me and other people i mean a lot of people, I mean, you go, you go on a YouTube. Imagine if you go on a tube, a lot of people are not open. They're caught up in their life, you know. But, mm. you know, sometimes, you know, it's okay to just stand stand there, just be open and, you know, just, just greet people as, as open, you know, and be open. And if you're open, straightforward, people will accept and listen to you more, because sincerity, That's what it's all about, sincerity.
1: Brilliant, good question as well, that Martin, and uh, that's actually a brilliant question. I'm
0: after your job, mate.
1: (laughs) Love it, absolutely love it, and that's why I love doing this sort of stuff. Because you, and that's brilliant. If nothing else from today, you've asked a question that you've never asked, and I get why you've not asked it because there's no point. You don't need you're busy. So what I'd like to do now, and I don't know if we talk about before or after, is the track that really drew me in was "I Am England," and it's very powerful, really, really powerful. So should we have a listen to it first and then talk about it afterwards? let's do it let's do it so uh, I adore this track
4: I am the essence of multicultural English Jamaican Italian a whole blender colour Wagwan, well, What's happening, mate? Ciao, come over. But I used to look at the St. George's flag feeling fear. I'd see hateful faces, skinheads with Dr. Martins and tight-drawn laces. I'd see black hearts and hear shouts of, England is us And blatant lean faces. Go back to where you come from. Even though this is where my place isn't where I belong, I used to walk into rural towns and take a look around i will see the red cross and white and turn about facing fright I've been run down or run out into flight for retreats or fights for life I used to look at the St. George's flag and see Ignorance, racists and secret Nazis and fascists But now, now I see multifaceted races and faces from far flung places gathered united under an idealism shouting, not in our name Now I see idealisms representing my father Wind rushing with bright plans and working man's hands Aiming to pave lands with blood, sweat and tears And make England's cobbles gleam beyond unseen years now I hear and see a train carriage clickety-clack Along mainline's rickety tracks And see moving blue light shadows cast As red watches firefighter teams hurtles pass. I see buzzes running hilly highways and b roads byways. Whilst looking out the windows pondering intricacies Seen through sidewalks cracks That rise up and talk in tongues Speaking of England's past But we cannot jump into the river of time in the same spot As it flows on, gone swiftly fast now I see buzz stops, lollipops, chase after ice cream vans in my gym jams. Coal fires, pop, rockets, bangers, mash, and splashes a daddy sauce while having a giraffe. Barbers taps, kick the can, knock and run, BBC, mushy peas, chip shop, Sunday roast, marmite on toast. We know bitter little about the iniquity of justice. Just nice, banks is mild and bitter, dripping jam on toast, and in this a I'm the essence of multiculture English, Jamaican, Italian, a whole blend of color and I am England a whole blend of color E Agora
1: <laughs> Honestly, that, uh, obviously not very good for, we've played a video over that, but I had goosebumps goosebumps with that because the music, I think, I'll talk, I'll talk about the music for a, for a second. That music that goes along with the narrative is just on fire. I like the way, I mean, you, people won't see it, but you did a bum, 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 and then the beep drops in. Just brilliant, mate, brilliant.
0: Yeah, you know, I got the, I got the when he goes into the, you know, uh, Coal Fires Park, Ding, ding, bang, ding, It's much splash of the daddy sauce. That that kind of that 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 cadence of that bang yeah. this that oh, the other it's... the other. That's what gave me that kind of tempo for it. Um, but you know, in I just I'll, I'll let Jay talk about it because no, you know, I, it's just, I know. and it, I
1: just wanted it, to say that because we're gonna we're gonna talk to Jay and you'll get lost in it. You'll get lost in it. But the music. It just sort of adds another dimension because it just sort of, and it goes, and then you think, oh, brilliant, absolutely blown it's away by perfect. it. And the lyrics, you're right, Daddy Sauce, and all the other, and there's, oh, there's another word. Wow, 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 wow! It's just like everything's going on in it. It's wonderful. So, you know, I just, I just wanted to say before, uh, before you speak to Jay about
0: it, is that the, the, you know, when uh, that video link we sent you, where Jay's got the story of the mm. poem. Behind there, um, and one really interesting aspect of that is is where he talks about um, skinhead culture in this country, um, and, and the fact that actually, you know, skinheads were were not really from here, and listening to to to, to ska and reggae and, and and old school stuff. And I came from an environment in Auckland in New Zealand. Um, where, where I hung out with, with lots of punks and skinheads, and I was I was kind of myself, and um, half half, I would say fifty percent were black, and it was about music, and mm. yeah yeah we were in a gang, but it was it was it was kind of self preservation and looking after each other, and and uh, one of my um, guy that was like a second father figure to me. Uh, um, he, he, he was slightly older guy a black guy called daryl um still in touch with him today and it was only when i got to england um i was very ignorant then and I was i was only 21 when i got to england when i got to england and started going to gigs that was the first time that i experienced a, another sort of, of of skinhead, of the of the racist side and the fascist side and the all of that and i was i was like oh shit i don't want to be associated with this and uh, you know groomer here um so it's really interesting that on opposite sides of the planet um that 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 song has has kind of relevance you know that's that's that i just wanted to chuck that in there
1: i love it i love it so Tell us a bit about that track, Jason, because that is wonderful. Really, is that's the one thing the track that just drew me in straight away. As soon as I saw that, I was like, "I've got to get you on." I'm not just going to talk to matt I want you on as well because it's just brilliant. Give us, give us the lowdown, man.
2: Okay, so um, at the time, Stoke-on-Trent, uh, when I originally read the poem, Stoke-on-Trent was bidding um, for to become the capital of culture. Um, so culture was very much in the uh, air. That word because I was um, trying to actually identify what culture is, and um, because in the Bidwa, there's lots of interpretations for it, but also at the same time, around that time, two artists, uh, Martin Goodin and Karim um, they collaborated <clears throat> and they um, use it, they put a, a St. George's flag on a coffin, and asked a lot of artists, to respond in, what would you say, at England's funeral? And, well, first of all, we have to identify what England is. And, well, well, being as, um, you know, the people of England, they come from different nationalities and races mm. from gone way back, um, so it's not a bloodline. It's not. um, It's it's, it's ideals. That's what I come down with. It's ideals. So if it's ideals, then what are um, the things? What are the ideals, or what are the things of written? So I wanted to put that across uh, in at the end. You know, um, like you know, coal fires, pop rock, it's bangers, mash. Um, But also the fact the connotations of was St. George's flag to me because, um, like I say, I'm 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 a mixed mixed um, dual heritage, um, English, Jamaican, Italian. Yeah, and a um, whole blender colour. So, <laughs> love it. Yeah, I want to express that and also that the connotations of St. George's flag because um, when I perhaps a bit now still go into a rural town and I see. The 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 red cross on white, the St George flag. In if it's there a lot in different places, to me, it's like well, this perhaps is a no-go area for me because maybe might be a lot of EDL supporters because um, the fascists they've adopted mm. the, that that flag, and I've spoken to a lot of lot of people that are not racist. Mm. They like the St George flag and they really do not like the fact. That um, the races have took over the flag. Yeah. You know, and, and I,
1: I, yeah, ex- exactly. And, I, and I'm one of them because, and I've said this a lot of times to my wife if you go to Wales, have the Welsh dragon on, go to Scotland, they have the, you know, go to Cornwall, the, all the cars drive around in Cornwall with, the, with their flag on. I wouldn't put it on my car. I wouldn't put it on anything I'm wearing. And I'm English. Do you know what I mean? I'm English. Do you know what I mean? We're all English. I wouldn't, put because as soon as you put that on, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. I won't even wear. Right, I lived in worked in Holland for a year, and I gave me. And I'm not into football, but I had a, a, a an England top. I gave it away to a Dutch guy and wore a Dutch. I will wear a Dutch top, but I won't wear, Engle- wear an English. I won't wear an English.
2: and it's, it's a shame. It's a shame in that you know because you know um like like the flag itself you know it's it's rep- it's also representative of a patron saint uh, george and the patron saint of uh, ethiopia as yeah. well and lots of different places um so it's it, and also that's a shame so what to express about the flag and also um you know like, it gave me connotations for me growing up you know when i the first my first experience of racism um but I of it was eight my sister took me up town we're gonna get some shoes from clarks you know and then um, a van went a uh, uh, flatbed Lot like we went back past a lot of people lying in the back. And uh, yeah. then it was called the National Front. It's changed now, isn't it? Um, and it was, like, shouting racial abuse. And I, I was shocked. I didn't understand it because I was only eight. That was my first experience. And then later in life, you know, connotations of the flag. Well, like I say, the EDL and the racists, they hijacked it and they made it. It's like it's like the Confederate flag. Yeah. flag. Yeah, and this this spanner banner, you know, I said, I said, I mean, I feel much safer if I see the Union Jack, hanging <laughs> yeah. around.
1: and and that's sad, um, isn't it? That is that is really sad, yeah. and um, obviously not experienced it because I'm white. I've not experienced that. I have experienced a little bit of it when I worked in Holland because the tree. I was I was an outsider. It's so nothing to what you and I could come back home and be away from it, but. I, you know, I, I get it. I, I sort of get it. I can, we can never empathize. We've never been in the shoes. We've never been in the shoes, have we? But I do think it's wrong how things... have. They have been hijacked. And I would like to say, I'd be embarrassed to to put that flag on because it's straight away. But I'm proud to be British. I'm proud to be British. I think we're a great... It's a great nation. Generally. Generally. It's a great nation. It's got great values. It's inclusive. Generally, it's inclusive. And I think it's a shame that some like, extreme extreme views... Um, I've yeah. changed that because generally most people um, most people are genuine people and take people as they are so what yeah. that does is people like yourself who've experienced that when you meet somebody you know you might make me for this to this time I might have a union I might have the St George's flag on because yeah. I'm a, pa- a patriotic about my yeah. where, where I'm from you'll have a different reaction yeah. to me you'll have a different reaction yeah. to me straight away and I'll have you oh, know no, I,
2: I tend I tend to, I tend to see a, a pub when it's got a okay. A big uh St George's flag outside I think like usually it's like saying to me don't that's like me. a stronghold don't go there nice. but and, and what else I also want to express with the poem was um you know the fact that you know like i'm I am from England born in England mm-hmm. my mom is from England my dad's from Jamaica and mom's, uh, um um half Italian as well yeah. so and this is where instead said it all in the poem. Like, this is where I am. This you is are. Where
1: you are English. So, You're in English. You're English, aren't you? are english
2: I not you you are English. Yeah, yeah. And I and saw, so, but so Stockton was going for the capital of culture at the time, and um, I was trying to get involved in the bid, or because there's lots of funding come around in mm. the artists get involved. But I found that. Um, uh, I wanted, I wanted uh, ethnic minorities, minorities to be more representative in a bit. So that's where um, I am the essence of multicultural, because there was that question of what is culture, and I, I believed that mm. culture is a people. It's also what people are doing. Yes, it is um, what the city produces, um and art. It's also the people. And so I wanted to really say, uh, look, look, this is my identity. And I am part of the culture. This is me. And, uh, and that's why I could uh, really speak the poem. At a lot of poetry slams, which I've won. You know, I'm a, a multi-slam champion.
1: Love it, man. Honestly, I really love. I've really enjoyed this interview, and uh, we are fast running out of time. We've probably got about ten minutes left, so I'll we'll have another track. But it's, it's been there's, one-
0: so, uh, there's man, there's so many, there's so many lines that I love in that poem. Um And I, I, what one of the things I really love about it is it's it's kind of taking ownership of yourself because. It's saying this is what it used to mean to me, but this is what it means now. And one, one, one line I really, absolutely just love in that is because you know we cannot jump into the river in the same spot as it flows on, gone swiftly fast. Oh, and that's uh, what I love about that, and 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 what I love about Jason saying that is is to me it's it, it's it's basically saying that that you know despite what's happened, then you have the ability to influence the future should you choose to do so. Um, right. And that might not be the message that he's putting out, but that's certainly what I got from it. And I think that's such a powerful message, you know, massively powerful message about ownership um of 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 yourself and and, and and other things and actually the ability to change stuff through thinking and words. Honestly, I I absolutely love
1: it. Uh, I do as well. Right, I want to to squeeze another track in and then we'll finish off with a bit of a chat. And I've selected from the thing that you sent me when she stopped running. So I like, I do like, I like what you've done with it. gonna run out of time so when when people need to go and check this track out
2: when she stopped running from something seeking to drag her back into captivity a tight-fisted imprisoning grip.
1: so that's a little Can taste go and check room, that track room, out when she stopped running and i think that really showcases um the music talent there of, of making that almost like a dance a dance tune and i just need to get everyone um yeah <laughs> you're right it is long it's a long track, and that's why I've. I wonder I've, where you're going to play that. I thought he's not going to play the whole. No, song. no, no, because it's about oh, nine minutes long. But what yeah. wanted to do? I thought the I thought the vocals kicked in a bit earlier than that. But the, your music, I think, it really shows your music. And then then when you do start talking, it just get oh, brilliant. We are fast. We are fast running out of time. We could, I believe, we could talk for hours and hours. I, I, that. I,
0: I love. That. I, I tell you one thing I really like about that track. It, it, it's called cool "When She Stopped Running." But but what what I took from that. And that's what I like about Jason's poems as well, and and it's what I like about about music is is regardless, kind of regardless of what the artist is, is pushing across, it, it tends to mean something different to the listener. Yeah, definitely to personal yeah. to the listener. And and for me, what I take from that is just, you know, I think we all get to a point in our lives where we we we, we either stop and take responsibility for ourselves and take stock and realize that we're we're almost at a sliding doors moment and we either stop running or we don't. Yeah. Um yeah. You know, I, I I think that is is a really common common theme. That, you know, I, I love that tune.
1: Yeah, it's excellent. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's nine minutes long, it's brilliant. So I like I said, I think we could talk all day and we've not got all day. Yeah. We've only got a few minutes, you know, when we need to cut it short. So Thank you very much for creating what you've created. Thanks for pushing through, especially you, Jason, with your where you where you, where you've come from, what you're doing, why you're doing it. I think it's a, a credit to you, mate. Really do credit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the 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 sliding doors moment of you two meeting is just beautiful. Yeah. I think beautiful. Yeah. So where can people find you, Martin? Uh,
0: they can find us. Uh, they can find me and Jay uh, um, at I eyewitness music um, on Facebook. Um, they can find uh, Jason. Well I, 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 you're saying me, right? Okay. Yeah. He can do his bit. Uh, you can find me. I'm uh at the Big Boss UK on, on Facebook, um thebigbossuk.com. Um and then I'm on the eyewitness page as well.
2: Wonderful. What
1: about you, Jason? Because you're doing lots of stuff. So the eyewitness page, where else?
2: So you can find me um um on Instagram, Wordsmith two twelve, on Twitter, Wordsmith Two Twelve, um, I'm on Facebook. Well, we've got the eyewitness page on yeah. Facebook, you can find me there. Um you can also um get a copy of the book on um Amazon, um Eyewitness the Word, Jason and Smith. Really if you'd like to get that and um the album will be available to everybody shortly. and everybody can get something out of every all the tracks, it's there for all, and it is timeless and also topical for, um, I believe, every moment in every situation. You need we um, we addressing domestic abuse, um, prison, knife crime, race, peace, love, um, it's all there. So, um, get out, get behind that album, download that album when you can, buy that album, buy the book. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. And check you out and follow you because I think you're absolutely right. And I think any scout, it's, it's a positive vibe that you try and get out. You're talking about real issues, grassroots issues, everything from it. And that's what I really like. And that's what we need to be doing. And we need to try and bring do something that brings people together, not pushes them yeah. further apart. That's
2: right. Awesome. awesome.
1: Well, thank,
0: thank you very much for having us on, Kirk. Any really t- appreciate any time, it. Anytime,
1: guys. I wish you the uh, ultimate success for the future. Keep on doing what you're doing. I love it. absolutely adore it thanks for being on the show and uh, let's keep in touch because that'll be uh, we need to mint thank you enjoyable and relationship driven business networking
0: from b2b networking events feeling alone and frustrated with the current business climate looking to grow your local and national business connections at B2B Networking Online, we understand how important it is to stay connected
1: and have vowed that nobody should feel alone in these challenging times. To join B2B Networking Online, visit www.b2bnetworkingevents.com
0: and sign up for a free week's trial or call
1: 0333 344